Tasting Anarchy, your wine and liberty podcast. Join Mason and Jake each week as they try new wines and discover how much government is in your drink. Hey everyone, I'm trying something a little bit different today for this mini episode. I am hanging out on the couch recording from you know the comfort of our, our deep, deep sectional sofa. And I've got, a, in sort of the theme of this week, a white wine, which is very unusual for me. Mason is usually the one who chooses the whites, but I took a class, which in the episode we'll release later this week, I talk a little bit more in depth about it, but I took a class with uh, Elizabeth Snyder from Wine for Normal People, and she the, the title of the class was um, Interesting Whites from Around the World. And it was, it mainly focused, well, it only focused on Europe, which is fine, but it's a very, very diverse viticulture area, Europe, and that's not exactly where wine comes from, but they've been growing wine there for thousands of years, and so, or wine grapes there for thousands of years. So the white wine that I've got this week is an Arnaise. It's from Piedmont, Italy. This particular Arnaise is called Rocca Felice. F-E-L-I-C-E, so Felice Rero Arnaise, and it is 13% alcohol by volume. If you buy six bottles of wine that are the mix six at uh, total wine, you get 10% off, and so I got this for $14.39, but it normally retails at total wine for $15.99. Honestly, I think it's pretty good. It's, it's fairly full-bodied for a white it's uh, got a lot of white fruit in it, so kind of pears and apples. Uh, very, very, very floral. A little bit herbal, uh, but for the most part, it's just kind of, to me at least, other than it being a little bit heavier, a little bit fuller bodied, it's kind of a standard white wine. And I hate to compare one white to another white because they're not all the same. And this one's definitely not the same. But for me, white wines are often very similar with with the exception of the Chacolina that I review in the upcoming episode. So I guess that's a little preview for you. Um, so yeah, so pear, apricot, a little bit of almondiness to it. it. It's very interesting for a white, still not quite what I like in wine, but I could see myself drinking this outside on a hot day. And today in Texas, it's almost 100 degrees out, so it's, it's pretty hot. And I am going to maybe later on go over to the grill and cook another kind of weird thing that I'm into lately is cube steak, which for those of you who don't know, it's a pretty bad cut of meat, but they tenderize it. I'm going to go take that out and cook it on the grill just to see what I can get out of it. I like cube steak a lot. It, it is cheap and it is kind of a crummier cut of meat, but it's good. But I could see drinking one of these while I'm out there next to the grill uh, and maybe when I come back inside, then I can switch over to my Grenache that I have open. So I'll get that full bodied red. Um, if I want to drink that much, I, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what happens. So, um, as I mentioned, this is from Piedmont, Italy. Piedmont is actually not known for this type of wine. This is why it's a lesser known, but that whole area is very interesting. And I don't want to go in too much from it because I'm sort of reading off of the notes that Elizabeth gave us. And this is, you know, this is her property. Uh, I don't have permission from her to share the class, but I really want to promote her class 
and her classes that she puts on because she's a very smart lady. Her wine classes are very in-depth. I think she's a certified sommelier and a certified expert of wine. And so she's just got tons of information to say. But so for the climate, um, it's it's kind of the, the foothills of uh, the Alps. So it's warmer summers, colder winters, uh, rather than, you know, compared to the rest of Italy. Um, the big diurnal, so a diurnal for you guys who don't know is where the temperatures between day and night change very rapidly. So there is a uh, a big diurnal in this part of the region, which tends to give wines more acidity. And you can definitely tell it, and this is a very acidic wine. Like when you take a, when you put it in your mouth, you start watering under your tongue. Um, they're, they're mostly grown on very, very steep hills that have a, um, a, a patchwork of different types of soil. So they have some clay, some limestone, some sand, some sandstone. So it's an, it's an interesting region. I would recommend looking it up because it's, it's pretty. Uh, I just went up and looked some pictures up when I was when I was working or when I was preparing for this episode and just saw, you know, it's a pretty part of Italy. It's not really what you what I think of at least as Italy. It's much closer to what I would think of when I think of like Switzerland, Switzerland, and like the the eastern part of France over there that's closer to the Alps. So it is up much higher. Uh, so we all know that sometimes with grapes, uh, and wine, what the wine is called, like for example, Bordeaux, Bordeaux is not a grape. It's a, it's a region. Well, this is from the Piedmont region, but this is called Arnais, which is named after the Arnais grape. It's 100% Arnais. Um, according to the notes that Elizabeth provided for me, Arnais means rascal because it is a difficult grape to grow. Um, but it, and it has a tendency to get over-ripened, I guess. So it's it's not an easy grape for producers to to grow and make a wine out of, but it does produce a very interesting uh, wine. So that's really all I've got to say for you guys in this mini-episode. I would go out and try this. Uh, Elizabeth has turned me on to several whites that I think are really interesting. Check her show out, Wine for Normal People, and if you have an opportunity, it's very inexpensive for you to take a class with her. It's $45 for a class. Uh, I, I'm in a lot of them. If you DM me on Twitter, at Tasting Anarchy, and let me know that you're taking one of the classes, if I'm not already taking the class, I'll go out of my way to take it with you just so that we're, we're both in the class and maybe we can talk about it a little bit on Twitter. It'd be, I think, a lot of fun. Um, one more thing about this wine um, the, the pairings that she has for it. So one of the things that I also learned from Elizabeth is what, what grows together goes together. So if you look up what types of cuisine comes out of this part of Italy, that's probably what you want to pair it with. But in her notes, she's got, um, spring vegetable risotto, creamy pasta, pasta primavera with olive oil, grilled rosemary, chicken, grilled fish, and asparagus. So notice that there was very little red meat and actually by little, I mean none. In that, it's it's going to be lighter fare that this goes with, and that's true for most white wines. Um, you're not going to eat it. You're not going to drink a glass of white wine with a steak unless you're Mason, because that's his his thing. So one more thing about tasting anarchy before I let you all go. We're doing. We're trying to get a little bit of promotion of the show. You know, our our numbers have grown quite a bit since Childerberg, and since I've been on several different shows, I'm I'm going to be up on a couple of new podcasts. But we kind of need to get those numbers up because I think we have a lot of interesting things to share and 
it's a good way to open up libertarians who are usually beer drinkers and bourbon drinkers or scotch drinkers or whatever into the world of wine. It's an interesting world, and it's a world that is greatly impacted by the government. So Mason and I have a lot of stuff to talk about that. So I kind of want to get the show out more, and what really helps us is reviews online. So for the first 10 people who go and review us on iTunes or Stitcher or Podbean or wherever you want to put in a review for us, if you take a screenshot of your review and email it to tastinganarchy at gmail.com and include your address, I'll send you a free Childeberg koozie. I have a limited number, so it's going to be the first 20 people or first first 10 or 20. I don't remember what I, what I wrote down, but I'll say 20 because I have enough koozies to give 20 out. Um, so for the first 20 people who do that, I will send you a free Childeberg one exclusive koozie. Once these koozies are gone, they will be gone and replaced by the Childeberg dose koozies. So do that for us and follow me at tasting anarchy on Twitter and also tasting anarchy on Instagram. See pictures of this wine and pictures of my cute dog. And I will talk to you all later. Stay free. Knock down windows and tan down door. Drinking half gallons and calling for more. Drinking wine, sport you to drink wine. Wine, sport you to drink wine. Wine, sport you to drink wine. Pass that bottle to me. Hoy! Drink it, man. Oh, give me some of that slaw. Oh, pass that bottle to me. If you want to get along in Peter's town, buy some wine and pass it around. Age runs up to 49. All them cats, they love sweet wine. Drinking wine, for you to drink wine. Wine, for you to drink wine. Wine, for you to drink wine. Pass that bottle to me. Hoy! Wine, wine, wine. Elderberry. Cherry, cherry. Blackberry. Port and sherry. Oh, pass that bottle to me. Now down on Gilsey at Willis Den, he wasn't selling for the American gin. One soldier wanted a bottle of wine. He hit that cat for a dollar and a dime. I drink a wine for the other day. Wine, wine for the other day. Wine, wine for the other day. Wine, pass that bottle to me. Now I got a nickel, have you got a dime? Let's get together and get some wine. Some buys fifth and some buys fourth. When you get together, you're doing things smart. Drinking wine, for you to drink wine. Wine, for you to drink wine. Wine, for you to drink wine. Pass